I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi guys, Sinead here. Just wanted to jump in and let you know that there are some ads on the pod now. This is to help Lonnie and I keep doing what we love and we thank you for supporting us. Question for you, Sinead. Yep. You're just walking down a street and you see Jesse Plemons. You lock eyes. He gives you a raised eyebrows and says, hey, what's up? What do you do? Turn around and run the other way. <laughs> Why? He's such a charming guy. He will murder me with a smile on his face. It's like that would. tweet. There's no way I'm going to be able to find it because Twitter search is awful. Mm. That kiss and dunced in the middle of the night, goes down to the kitchen and would just find Jessie Plemons in her kitchen drinking a glass of milk in the dark. I'm like, he's terrifying. <laughs> but he's a sweetie in this film, though. He so. is a sweetie. Yeah. But is that, is that even worse, that he can be so sweet in some films, other films he is the creepiest guy ever? Yes. Mm. That serial killer stuff. Hmm. This is I Only Like You and Movies. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. How's it going, Sine? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Are you still up in the International Space Station? I am in the International Space Station. I am uh, trying my best to airlock the International Space Station, mm. to separate my space station from the other space stations. There's a lot of them up here. <laughs> well, even though you're up there mm-hmm. these days, it is... Great that you can still watch films that are nominated for the Oscars because a lot of them are coming to streaming. Woohoo! Woo! And that's what happened to The Power of the Dog. Now, for me, I actually saw this at the cinema. Did you? A little while ago now, but I think I've still got it in my memory bank to talk about, so that's good. Hang on, how does that work? Because it's a Netflix, so. It had a brief run in the theatres here, and I had a free movie ticket on my uh, Palace account for my birthday. Amazing. And, and I, it was on. I was like, well, I'll go see it for free. I, I know it's coming to Netflix, but if I can see it for free, you know, at a free night. I was like, you know what? Bingo, bango. We don't need an excuse to go to the movies. <laughs> no, that's right. So that's what we did. And you saw it on Netflix. That's probably a different experience, I'm guessing. You know, the small screen for this film, which is a lot of it is about the big open vistas of the American West. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Any good? I think I need someone to explain it to me. Okay, all right. I think I I got a bit confused with what was going on. Okay. Well, for those who haven't seen it, we're going to talk about spoilers, and you should watch it, because it's been nominated for 12 Oscars. That's that's a good effort. 12. It's the most this year. It's an incredible number of awards. And that sort of... Put it in the front running, I suppose, but I still don't feel like it is the front runner in some ways. Really? That's interesting. I reckon this is going to clean up. I reckon this is exactly the kind of film that Hollywood likes. It's a Western. It's sort of an anti-Western in some ways. Like there's no guns or, but there's cowboys and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's got four performances that are absolutely bang on, Mm -hmm. three of which are 
some of the most coveted actors working in Hollywood at the moment. It's Jane Campion who directed The Piano and who is very well respected in the industry. And she hasn't been around for a while, so like it's her return. Yeah, return. Yeah, yeah. And it's an epic. Mm. Like it's an epic, long, big, proper capital M movie. Like it's, I just just have a feeling they like little things like this. They love Westerns. That's a good point. Benedict was great. They love Benedict. I don't know. And honestly, would there be anything better than Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst both getting an Academy Award? That would be nice. Hold they're, on. They're boyfriend, girlfriend in real life, we should mention if you don't know that. Aren't they married? Boyfriend, girlfriend is the correct term today. Okay. Sorry. Just... They are married. Okay. <laughs> so when Kirsten apparently found out she was nominated, she got called mm. by her manager, right? To like tell her that she's been nominated. And she's saying, oh, she was watching the, the nominations feed on her phone because her kids were watching cartoons and she was just chilling with them. And Jesse was at work. And she said, my manager called me and he said I was nominated. So I'm, I was crying with my kids and they were like, why the hell is mom crying? He calls me back. And meanwhile, I'm in the throes talking to my mom or whatever. He was just like, Jesse just, and I started screaming and I hung up the phone. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. Incredible. That would also be my reaction. I would just yell and not answer. Like, no, it's too, it's too incredible, really. That is, it's pretty amazing that it's happening to them. And, you know, we love the Oscars, but also we recognize that they're not always the, they're a competition and everything. Like, there's, there's issues with the Oscars, but to get nominated with your partner for a movie that you did together, that, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the film itself, the, the reason I'm not so, I wasn't predicting to get so many Oscar nominations and, and to be the front runner in, in so many ways, for me it was kind of it felt like a kind of regular western. Like, yeah, there's not a whole lot here that I probably haven't seen westerns before. And it's <laughs> to like be a, fair, you have seen every western that's ever been made. That's no, not true. I've seen a few westerns. I haven't seen them all. Lonnie, you've seen. <laughs> I I would wager over ninety percent of all of all westerns ever made. That's a complete lie, but well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I and I think it was like it was a, a great example of a sort of western psychological deep mm. drama. A lot of stuff goes unsaid, but a lot of it is about the emotions hiding that you can't say because of the time period and you know secret people being not being able to be there have their true feelings out there but it kind of it wasn't stuff that i hadn't seen before so i was like yeah this is a great example of all that but oh yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't blown away like what i'm getting at but that said great directing great performances mm-hmm. um great great film film well, great <laughs> cinematography is what i'm looking for great filming <laughs> So yeah, I'm not I'm not upset that it's got all these nominations. It was just not something I expected because I was like, oh yeah, it's really good. And then I moved on my life. But if it gets all those nomin gets all those wins from the nomination, I'm not going to be too mad or mad at all, actually. No, I I think I think it will do quite well, and it's probably deserved. Question for you though. Yeah. Maybe the one thing that is maybe pulling back a little bit. I'm. I'm not going to say they'll miscast anybody, right? Okay. But the impression I get was that Jesse and Benedict were supposed to be much younger than they appear. Ah, okay. Or at least Jesse was. Like, you think he was supposed to be, like, just out of college or something? Like, 
I got a little bit confused about what age they're all supposed to be and how that interplays with their, you know. I didn't buy them as brothers. Mm, yeah. One is a ginger and one is very clearly a there's no way they have nothing in similar about their appearance, yeah, <laughs> like, which I, I guess you can have siblings who don't look like each other, but mm. I just, they're not. They're very distinctive looking. Everyone in the main cast, aren't they? They are. What, have you seen much of Cody Smith McPhee before? I just opened his Wikipedia page actually. Yeah. What are you seeing? I'm seeing, um, Romulus, my father, the road, let me in. Mm-hmm. He was in The New Romeo and Juliet, Planet of the Apes I've Never Seen, X-Men Apocalypse, he was Nightcrawler. Yeah, but who, who knows those who films? Who knows those films? So, no, I haven't really come across him. But somehow I know his name. Why do I, How do I know his name? Was he in, like, Stranger Things or something? He's Australian, so maybe that's where you've... I mean, maybe. He was in The Road as a kid. I think that was quite big back in the day. I never saw it. It's supposed to be really sad, but... Oh, okay. Mm, with Vigo. Yeah. No, I don't think I saw that. That's probably where I know him from, though. Mm. He was great. (laughs) He is kind of the key to the whole thing, isn't he? Yeah. So we should probably talk about the plot. Oh, yeah, we haven't said much about the plot. We've just been talking around. Sorry. Let's (laughs) dive in. Um, So Jesse Flemons and Benedict Cumberbatch are brothers, and they're on a ranch, and they're in the wild, wild west, and they're doing western things like rounding up cattle. And going and having food. Well, they got to move cattle across the country, don't they? And then they are staying at a hotel. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesse Clemens meets Kirsten Dunst's character. Mm-hmm. They fall in love. Kirsten's character and Benedict's character are instantly at odds with each other because he, correct me if I'm wrong, he thinks she's a fraud, that she's scamming off Jesse Clemens. Well, he's just a dick, yeah. I don't know if there's much reason for it, but that's I think that's kind of the No, I know, but he said yeah. he said he thought she was a fraud and that she'd stolen money from someone else because her husband, her first husband, had committed suicide. Yeah. And then Cody Smith Smith McVee is the son of Kirsten and her first husband. Mm-hmm. And essentially, so Kirsten and Benedict hate each other, and Cody is implied that he's gay he's a very sensitive boy at the very least in a not so sensitive area of the history and the world yes and there is a lot of repressed uh (laughs) gay feelings that benedict's character has and Mm. um sort of the tensions in relating to a young boy that you're attracted to well he he kind of had a a mentor slash romantic figure in his life he did that he sort of yeah bronco henry thank bronco you bronco henry he mentions every chance he can and, i love um, that he calls him his full name every time it's always yeah. bronco henry it's not yeah. like if i was um peter who's cody smith McVie's character i'd be like you can just say bronco I've, I've, you've established who it is there's no one else around here called bronco i'll understand what you mean <laughs> i know what you mean yeah um so then he kind of he finds himself being the mentor to a younger man and trying to struggle with his own repressed and self-hatred, I'm, I'm guessing, as well. Yes. Pretty, pretty apparent here. That's to me as well. Like, this is based off a book, right, from the 60s. And I feel like that sort of storyline would have been quite revolutionary back then. But, like, we've, we've kind of seen that storyline play out 
you know, most famously with, in a Western context, yes. the mountain, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But just the idea of, you know, an angry man who is hiding his own sexuality, hates himself and lashes out in others because of that, that's kind of been done a fair few times. I, I think that the difference with this is it had another layer and that was the tension between Benedict and Jesse and his wife, you know. That's true. Like yeah. that stuff was so well done and so interesting. Like that scene where she's trying to learn the piano yeah, oh. and he just sort of skulks around her, walks upstairs, there's these long looks at each other, he's spying on her all the time mm. and he just plays the song without fumbling at all in a total like <laughs> pissing contest. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was so well done. That's very interesting because we're, we're on this sort of ranch, as you mentioned, we're in the, the wild, wild west and huge vistas and whatnot. But a lot of it is a, a three or a four-hander, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like, like a very, very restricted, just about these four characters and how their dynamic plays out. Yeah, which I thought was interesting because um, I've, I found out the Academy Award nominations before I saw the film. Mm-hmm. And based on those nominations, I thought Jesse Plemons would be in it a lot more. But he's not really. He's in the first bit quite a lot, but then he is totally absent from the middle of the film and it's it's just Benedict and... and Mm. well sorry phil and peter um but that's incredible that you can get a nomination for it's an incredible performance i'm just saying i thought i thought the structure of the film would be different based on the awards sure um is it interesting in how it works out sometimes in in families these two characters the two brothers at the center it's kind of like jesse plemons's character george got all the niceness Yes. <laughs> and then Phil did get, didn't get nothing. He got all the meanness. And, and most people have a mixture of aggression and, and you know, calmness. But it's almost like, yeah, the parents sort of screwed up there, didn't they? <laughs> These two. Yeah. Well, this wasn't a time when parenting was very good, was it? So. No. And also, what what chance did Phil have as a, as a gay man in this time and place? Like, yeah, you, can, you can kind of see the choices available to him were perhaps not led him on this path and in a different time place he might have been had a different life hmm but peter hey a bit of a bit of a sneak at the end to put it lightly well with what doesn't he kill phil whoa what did you not get that is that does he doesn't he he how why they were having sexual tension yeah but he realized that phil was gonna benedict was gonna lead to his mother's death i didn't get that at all oh my god really have i totally misread this film i'm having an out-of-body experience okay so hang on he dies from what they say is anthrax but they're like he never handed the pausing cattle and this dialogue saying he didn't he had an infected hand i just thought he had like gout or something yeah but i wasn't the thing that that um peter knew about medicine because he was starting to be a doctor and he gave him the infected whip oh the leather yeah so the leather that he cut up and saved was from the anthrax cows. How did he not get anthrax then? I think he, he handled it differently, right? And he's like, oh, have mine that I saved. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's how it worked, right? Peter Peter sort of sneakily killed him so his family could get back on track and and he, didn't hate, he hated Phil as well, obviously. This is why I can't watch movies without you because I clearly don't know what's happening in, at any given moment. I shouldn't have a podcast. I'm out of here. Goodbye, everyone. I, well, 
like this is awful that I didn't pick up on that. I think that's what happened. And again, I watched this several months ago. Yeah. See, so. I thought it was like either gout from the infected hand or it was a hint at an STD because he was gay. No, I'm pretty sure I was supposed to think it was. Wow. Okay. So Peter's a serial killer, which we already knew because he fucking killed the bunny in the most disgusting, awful scene in the whole history of the world. There were several bits of animal intensity in this film that I had to look away from. So I'm going to blame that for the reason I didn't get the ending. The, um, the castration thing I saw through closed hands. Anyway, sorry, I'm reeling. I, I'm, wow. Okay. Well, I told you I needed it explained to me. (laughs) Thanks for doing the explaining. So I think that's, that's the kind of the ending. It's like, it's obviously better for the family with, without Phil around, but. Well, wait, no, hang on. So Peter's looking out the window Mm. at his mum and at Jesse Plumas. I keep calling Jessica Plumas. What is his name? What is his character's name? George. George. Right. Kissing, as in like it's all over now. And Peter turns away from the window and I read his expression as angry that the death of someone he loved was being seen as a good thing by his mother and her new Mm. husband. But that's not correct. No, I think Peter was playing... Phil. Guys, yeah. guys, I don't know what to do. I can't carry on with the podcast. I, I've i totally, I've lost the plot. I've lost the plot. Well, I just want to mention, it was nice to see uh, Thomas and Mackenzie in another film. Yeah, so the f- film was shot in New Zealand. Um, yeah. I'm going to say it was not nice to see her in this film. Oh, why is that? Because her accent was terrible. Oh, right. She has a very particular accent. Obviously, she's New Zealand, but she kind of speaks how she sounds in Jojo Rabbit a little. Mm, okay. And there's no Southern in this accent at all. It is Look, awful. Potentially, I was just happy to see her in a good movie. You like what she's here? The uh, last night in Soho yeah, debacle well, last year. Yes. It was um, a good half movie, I should, I should mention. <laughs> it was a good half movie. I don't think we can talk about this film without talking about the cinematography a little. So there's a um, channel on YouTube called Every Frame of Painting, and I think they should do a video on this and just call it Every Frame of Painting, and that's the end of the video. Because literally you could pause any scene, any Mm. shot, and it's so like she's got a real thing about composition and symmetry Mm -hmm. and lighting. Like she played a lot with shadow, characters in the dark, characters in the light, doorways opening to the outside world. Like there's so much symbolism in the way that she chooses to frame her shots. It's a beautifully looking film, don't you think? Oh, definitely. I think sometimes though the the landscape shots take away a little bit. Like there's a scene where um, Peter and Phil, they're getting closer and they've gone out on their horses together and there's a rabbit that they're trying to catch. Mm. And that scene is sort of fragmented into three little sections of conversation that take place over a period of time. Mm. And to denote the passing of time, she keeps cutting to wheat and it just happens so many times. It's like, I get that there's wheat there. I don't need to see another close-up shot of the wheat swaying in the breeze. That's a Western for you, isn't it? They they take this Yes, exactly. And I think that's part of the reason I don't particularly like Westerns. I appreciate them. I know that they were very integral to the cinema that we have today i can totally understand mm-hmm. and appreciate them but i personally find them very slow and yeah. i prefer a quicker pace to my films um 
but I could still appreciate how beautiful the scenery was and how how the characters interacted with the scenery in a way that was really integral to the story. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you have that juxtaposition of Peter coming in from the city, he's studying as well the same way that Phil studied, and he's so clean and pristine with his pale skin, his pale perfect skin and his little gangly body and his white shoes and his his Dunlop volleys that he's wearing for some reason. So confused why they were there. Um, And you compare that with Phil, who is just so dirty all the time. So dirty, isn't he? I'll say it again. I could not survive in this environment. Too dusty. Too much dust. Too much dust and dirt. Everyone's sweaty and greasy and just I I can't handle that. I was actually thinking this the other day. It's like probably before like our grandparents' generation, right? Yeah. Were most people just stinky all the time? I think maybe yes. I think yeah, yes. They still had like sex to have a new baby. Yeah. I guess you get used to it. Kirsten's hair in this. She's spoken a bit about um how she loved getting like really dirty mm. and ugly for the role, mm-hmm. which I don't think anyone would see her and say that she's ugly. But um her hair is like grease ball it's just awful oh i can't do it i can't do it i really loved seeing them on film together i yeah have never seen the one of, is this their first film they've done together um you know what? i think she was like in a brief second of his episode of black mirror oh really yeah like i think she was on oh set wasn't it her voice she... or something yeah i think she might have been on set and she was like hey what if i'd been a scene and like oh they laughed about it i think right it wasn't like that off, playing off against each other. Yeah. Well, um, it's often labelled the kiss of death for actors in that, you know, you work together and it, it spells the end of your marriage and your relationship and that's it. But yeah. I loved seeing them together. And George is such a little sweetheart. She was so stressed with all the noisy people and so he took his jacket off and started helping her get the food ready. Like, sir, you are a lovely man. I'm just going to see if they are happy in other films together. While you do that, I'm just going to yeah. say... Can we not pressure people to play piano if we don't want to play piano? Oh, yeah, I was thinking of you when that happened. Um, it's very stressful to do that in front of somebody. And maybe we just don't want to, everyone. And maybe that's okay. Maybe we don't need to pressure everyone to perform yeah, like a monkey clapping cymbals. <sighs> this is their, their first film together, I think. Oh, I really want them to get it. I, I would just be so happy. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, 
Um, I just wanted to mention while you're talking about the uh, cinematography before, mm-hmm. is that the cinematographer for this film is an Australian, which is great, mm-hmm. um, Ari Wagner, and she is the only she got nominated for an Oscar for this, only the second woman ever to do so. Are you joking? <laughs> like, should I be surprised at all? But you think there could have been a few other films, you know, shot by women over the years that got nominated in this category, but apparently not. Hope wins. It'd be great. Has to win, surely. Surely. Well, what else is up? Let me check. Cinematography. June, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, West High Story. Mm, okay, a bit, bit, bit strict competition there, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, and also, the, the website I checked to see if they had any films together, mm-hmm. it's called The Oracle of Bacon, and it's about... Excuse me? You know the whole idea of... Six degrees of separation, or oh, yeah, yeah, from Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. yeah. and you can go in there at least IMDb, I'm pretty sure, to see what how close people are and how close they are to Kevin Bacon, right? So, do you want I, I'll check Jesse and Kirsten while we're doing it, all right? So, we'll, I'll get Kevin Bacon back up, please. We'll see what their what their bacon number is, that's what it's called. If you've got so, if you're in one film together, like that's one, if you're in if you've got someone else who's connected, like you're in a film with them and he's been in a film with. Kevin Bacon, you got two, right? Mm-hmm. So Jesse to Kevin. They were both in Black Mass. Could not have one that film. It still existed. But okay, why not? Kirsten? Well, let's check Kirsten. Ooh, number two. So they never Through Jesse? They are linked by Jim Cummings. Wow. There you go. There you go. Interesting. Thanks for that, Lonnie. Um- <laughs> Great detour. It was a nice detour. I also wanted to mention the music. I really enjoyed the music in this film and I don't normally pay attention to things like scores Mm. (laughs) unless it's Hans Zimmer because you can't not pay attention to a Hans score. It's all mate from Radiohead, Johnny Greenwood. It was really great. I I thought it it did a really great job of emotionally carrying me through the film. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some really interesting sound effects like the the comb that peter uses and he's sort of sort of an mm. anti-anxiety soothing thing where he mm-hmm. rubs the tines they're called tines it's tines of a fork i don't know if they're tines of a comb teeth of the comb mm-hmm. um i just thought it had it was really innovative they used innovative sort of sounds to sure. make a, a whole holistic sort of really grounded um score yeah. So yeah, I just I, I just wanted to mention that. It'd be great if they got up as well. Mm. I reckon, yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about it before this today, but I think you're right. I think it's going to sweep. I just... Most, if not all. It just gives the vibe. Mm. It's a vibe of an Oscar film. I wonder, though... I don't know if Benedict's going to get it. Yeah. I feel like the Oscars, they're still worried about Oscars so white campaigning. They are. So that could be something that comes into play, but... Mm. But the Academy vote on their individual favourite. So unless they all had the same thought of... I think part of the Oscars So White thing is... Correct me if I'm wrong again. I don't think it's necessarily who's voting on the people. It's who gets nominated in the first place. Yeah. Is what a lot of that's about. So that has been um, rectified in the last few years, which is great. Yeah. Because people individually choosing the performance that they love can only choose between the five that were nominated, right? Mm. So if originally the five that were nominated are people of colour or more more diverse backgrounds, ethnicity, Mm -hmm. culture, 
sex, religion, then that's how you get it better. But I don't think it's necessarily, it's a small distinction, but I think, I don't think people think about that when they think about, oh, no one got an award this year. It's, it's, I think it's more important to say, oh, no one was nominated because that's where it needs to start. You it's know, it's supposed to be a celebration, isn't it? Oscars yeah. Over the last year and so. Well, was... There's been a bit of clapback against Oscars recently and every industry has their awards though. Like journalism has the Walkleys here, mm-hmm. you know, there's the Arias for music. It's, it's not that weird. I think it's because film is like probably our, our biggest, you know, cultural well, experience. It's like a industry awards night that gets televised yes. <laughs> and it's about the most popular medium that we have. And it's because they're celebrities, though. Like the fame mm-hmm. is is a part of it, right? And, and quite rightly, the films are directed at a wide audience. So yes, they have to be a part of it. Yeah. But yeah, it is like it's people in the industry voting for what they all think did well last year, mm-hmm. which happens. Yeah, real estate agents do that. Like every, every <laughs> shops do it. You know, real retail awards. So yeah, but they don't get on TV. Fair point. I'm just reading here, so. Jesse Plemons was offered the role in the first place, but then um, had to turn it down. But then Paul Dano was going to do it, and then he had to not do it because of Batman conflicts, and so Jesse came back. Um, I wonder how that would have played out. If you're Paul Dano, you're like, oh, my God, he's got a Oscar nom for the film I could have been in. I don't know. Also, that... I'm in Batman, so. But also, Paul Dano is George. I don't know if that would have the same vibe. I, I don't know if I can see Paul Dano being a nice guy. <laughs> In the film, it is. He's probably nice in real life. He was nice in Little Miss Sunshine. That's true, yeah. He was a sweetheart. He's, he, I Loved think he would sister. be sweet. I guess we can't just, you yeah. know, if we could see it, we could see it. But yeah. Um, I can't remember the other thing that I wanted to raise, but okay. I've had a, had a, I'm still reeling from this anthrax intentional poisoning <laughs> thing. Okay. And now I'm going back over the film in my mind. Yeah. The scene full of sexual tension when they're in the, barn together at night Mm. and peter lights a cigarette he gives it to phil to smoke but he keeps a hold of it Mm. is that because he's already poisoned with the thing and he doesn't want to touch him does he ever want phil to touch the cigarette and then if peter touches the cigarette then peter's also got anthrax poisoning that could be part of it yeah guys my mind has been blown (laughs) well maybe when you we i can't i'm i'm an idiot I'm an actual imbecile. You're not. Maybe when you're you're back on planet Earth, you watch this again together and try and pick up all the hints that go towards that. Yes, I, I'm just I I. You still you still processing. He killed him. I mean, he did have a weird side to him. He mm. did love the bunny, and then all of a sudden, cut the bunny open. And I guess he hasn't. Has he taken his his oath yet? His Hippocratic oath. Not yet. <laughs> So, yeah, you can't get him then. That's the rules. <laughs> Hands are tied. Small thing I wanted to mention. Mm. So they go have dinner at um, Kirsten's place. I've just realized I've spoken about everyone else's character's name but not hers, and I thought that was a bit disrespectful. Her name's Rose in the film. It goes to Rose's place for dinner, and then mm. the bunch of cowboys are idiots and jerks to her. Mm-hmm. And so um, George comes back and apologizes and wants to settle the bill he says to her send me a check or send me an invoice and i'll send you a check so back in the day you just fed these people dinner 
then they rode off to the next town and what, you send an invoice to them for how much their meal cost and hope that they send back money for it. Yeah, it doesn't seem right, does it? What? There's no way they're going to pay. Why what if they it? don't pay? Why how are you ever going to find them? They're gone. Yeah. Bizarre. Another reason I couldn't survive in this time. Yeah, the dust, the payment methods. <laughs> the supposed anthrax everywhere that people are going to be trying to kill me and I won't even notice because I'm oblivious to it. All right, Lonnie, what are you going to rate this out of five? Hmm. I'm going to give it four stars. Wow. Terrific film. I think it probably deserves another rewatch for me because, as I mentioned, it was a few months ago that I... And I did like it. I have a few things I said, but overall, know you're going in for a Western that's going to run for 126 minutes. Yep. And it's going to be a bit slow in parts. Keep that all in mind, but just be there for the performances, I reckon. And the cinematography mm. and direction. I'm going to give two ratings. Here's why. I'm going to give it a rating as a film, because as a film, I think it's a four-star film. My personal enjoyment of the film and how I would interpret that into a rating is probably three stars. Sure. So if I'm going to split the difference and have an overall score, it'll probably be 3.5. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. The performances were incredible. Cinematography was beautiful. But I personally didn't get a lot of enjoyment out of it. But it's not the film's fault. It's my fault. It's Western's. Mm-hmm. So I really do think this is going to do really well at the Oscars. I just have have an inkling. I just have... I think you're under the, on the money there. Have a vibe. Mm. Which would be great. Love yeah. all these actors. Love the director. I want that lady to win for cinematography now. Yeah. You got, you got her, surely. Please. Sure. Just looking up what um, Jesse Plemons has got coming up soon. Oh, please. Tell me everything. Well, I love him so much. be in a Western thriller with Martin Scorsese. Oh, my Leo God. Caprio. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Well, it's going to be Leo, Robert De Niro, and Jesse Plemons. I love a genre bend, yes. Yeah. And is that film um, I mentioned to you in our group chat with Erica <laughs> that he stars alongside um, Lily Collins? Oh, yeah. And it's directed by Lily's husband. And it's the, the concept is a wealthy couple comes to their vacation home only to discover someone in the middle of robbing it. Mm. Okay, cool. It's a trailer. Keen as a green bean for that. I watch anything that Jesse's in, though, hey. Except for that movie that you said was weird that I wouldn't like. Yeah, but should you watch it though? Just for the to hate it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a great reason to watch something. Yeah, but you'd just hate it so much. <laughs> so what you want? You're getting get, get enjoyment out of the fact that I hate it and going on a rant is what you want. Maybe we'll do it off pod. Maybe we won't subject the people to that. Or mm-hmm. do we record our first audio commentary? I mean, that would be pretty fun. <laughs> No, good stuff, eh? All right. That's us talking about the power of the dog. Oh, wait. Hang on. We didn't even talk about the Bible verse. Oh, yeah. So The power of the dog. We love dogs. What's the the whole thing? (laughs) So the thing, it's, it's it's a passage, and the whole passage is, deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. So mm-hmm. taking a very <laughs> broad strokes interpretation, Benedict is the dog and the power was the power he had over Kirsten and Kirsten is the my darling in that sentence. Yeah, because we didn't really mention it, but she's sort of descends into alcoholism because 
Well, really, she's going through all sorts of mental disintegration from yeah. her brother-in-law, so mm-hmm. she's trying to cope and self-medicate. But yeah, and then she's good. So that's that's just it. The pa- that's there's no other readings to that passage. Is that am I correct in that? Did I read one thing correctly in this film? I think so. I think so. Okay, good. Go on, Peter. Hey, interesting cast. Look to look at more than anything else. And why else do we watch films if not to look at people? <laughs> what are you laughing at? I thought that was the wisest thing I've said today. Uh, we're in trouble then. <laughs> well, let's ask. We're on the socials. Give us a like and rating and tell your best friend about our podcast. If and Yeah, we'll be coming back for more Oscar talk because it's Oscar season. Oscar season, baby. Light it up. Bow, 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 bow. So now you need to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because you're a character in that show. What do you mean I'm a character in that show? You're, you're Amy Santiago and that's... Why am I Amy Santiago? It's a compliment. Don't, don't get me wrong. I thought I was... Here's who I've been told... You can turn off. Bye. Thanks for listening. Here's who I've been told I am like in media. Yeah. Agnes from Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Boo from Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. Monica from Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's the girl in the show that you like, Community? You're the little Annie Anderson. I'm Annie. And now who? Amy you Santiago Amy in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Why am I Amy Santiago in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Okay. She loves binders, and like when she's got a project, she has to put it in a binder and get it all organized. Well, that's just smart. That's just smart organization. She um, loves rules. Rules are there to be followed. She likes to know what the rules are before she does something. We need to know where we stand. Structure is important. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's, there's one scene recently I watched where she has to go try and do girl talk with somebody. They're trying to, like, get some... Trying to go convince someone to like them who's doing an audit of the station. And she walks in and trying to do girl talk and she's just like, Hey, how about that bra? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. I would not do something like that. I would say something stupid, though. <laughs> the other day, someone said, How are you? Mm. Or... Nice to meet you, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I said, nice to thanks. Nice to thanks. Oh, that's what. And I meant to say thank you and nice to meet you too at the same time. And it said nice to thanks. And I just wish that there was that silence. You know, the silence yeah. after you say something and everyone's like, that just happened. And we all know it just happened, but we can't say it just happened. One of the ground to swallow me up all. Well, and I've already sent you the, um, the drunk stages of her. You. That is me. I do have drunk stages. That's correct. I have Eugene's um, from Try Guys, his drunk stages. Literally me. There's seven versions. They all happen quite rapidly, so you need to be on your toes. Okay, we're we'll, Yeah, we are. We should probably end. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 